Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. I hope you all are doing super well today. It is awesome Friday. It's noon Eastern time. Here we are. We're ready to go. Or it might be 6 o'clock whenever you decide you want to listen to the show. Hell yeah. So anyways, Fallen Void from Leesburg, Virginia. They will be my guests in the studio today. Super cool dudes. We talk about the band. It's super rad stuff. You're going to dig it. But before we get into it, let's talk about Black Friday. As you all know, as I've stated all month, Black Friday is my 150th episode of the Metal Forge, and I will be featuring Black Tusk that day, but it is also Record Store Day. Super rad times. Always support that independent metal section at the Record Store, and go get your awesome Record Store Day releases, because this year... What's being released on Black Friday? Dio is doing some picture discs for Holy Diver and Last in Line. Cool stuff. Ozzy's No More Tears is being released in picture disc. And Motorhead has a release this time as well, which is The Lost Tapes Volume 1, and it's live in Madrid in 1995. They're all limited quantities. I believe the the highest one is No More Tears, and that's got 9,200 pressed. And I think Motorhead is 3,500, so I gotta really get that copy. But seriously, check that stuff out. Support your local record stores, please, because that's what this is all about, is supporting your local businesses on Black Friday making sure they can stay in business. A lot of people have had to shut the doors during the pandemic. If you have a local record shop, go support them. So I do want to ask you guys, you know, because, you know, it's Thanksgiving season and everything. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? What's Seriously, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Mine, personally, I do a great baked mac and cheese. And I get so many compliments from the people that I take it to. Like, if I take it to a family, they all love it. If I take it to a Friendsgiving, they they like it a lot. So I get a lot of compliments on it. So what's your favorite side dish? Comment on the post that I'm making for it. Super rad stuff. 
for real. Down below, there are links to the sponsors, and without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, the It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. But I am going to keep it short and sweet today. Let's go ahead and get into this interview. This is from Fallen Void. This is Dawn. Alright, Metalheads, I'm being joined on the line here from Jason, JD, and Peter from Fallen Void from Leesburg, Virginia. Death Metal from Leesburg. Dudes, what's going on? Hey, man. How's it going? 
Thanks for having us. Definitely. Thank you all for, for coming on the show. How's Virginia this time of year? Uh, things are cooling down a bit. We, you know, nice fall weather. I'm going to go try hiking tomorrow. Get to see some of the color-changing leaves. Sweet, sweet. You all ready for Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, I, it kind of just dawned on me the other day that it is November. So I'm going to say no, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. So tell everybody out in Metal Forge land about Fallen Void. Yeah, Jason, you want to start? Yeah. Uh, so... Um, so I started this project about two years ago now, I think. So I've been, so I've had a couple bands, nothing big. Last band I had was about four years ago, and uh, we did some recordings. We put stuff on Spotify, uh, but it wasn't death metal. Uh, it was uh, some some kind of prog metal. I've always loved melodic death metal, and I knew I wanted to do something. So when that band broke up, uh, first thing I did is uh, grab one of one, a song that I wrote like 15 years ago and like start playing with it. Um, and then started making up riffs and, and stuff like that. And uh, I think uh, at that point, I thought that it was time to start a, a new band. So I put up an, I put up an ad on Craigslist. And that's how I pretty much found everyone else except Dave, which is our lead guitarist. So actually knew Dave uh, uh, from a couple years back, but yeah, it's we're, we're but a bunch of random people from uh, Craigslist, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome because back in like the early two thousands, you know, like two thousand four, two thousand five, I remember getting on Craigslist looking for bands and and stuff like that. But like in the way the the scene is these days, how it's like a big bowl of spaghetti and everybody knows everybody kind of thing. It's kind of weird to think about using craigslist today yeah i remember when i first started out it was putting ad in like music stores like i printed out uh, like yes. a piece of paper with my phone number and, like uh, like the ozzy zig seeks a gig thing from black sabbath yeah. lore i've definitely been there and done that as well and that's even that's kind of weird too when you get like the did you ever get like the weird like 40 year old when you're like 17 <laughs> That calls really like, hey, yeah, I, uh, I play yeah. these bar shows. And, yeah. It never I fails. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because now we're, now we're like the old guys. So Dave is like 40-something. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I feel you on that. It's it's so weird. I don't think I would go today and do that, though. And like yeah, so, so, pick, pick a tag yeah, so, off, of, off of the wall at the music store. Yeah, so back then, uh, so I put up an ad that I was a guitarist, and I got calls for like punk bands. I got a call for like a like a Beatles cover band, like rockabilly bands, <laughs> um, doom metal. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yes, I remember getting those calls as well. And you were specific. You're like, want to play things, music uh, specs like this and this and this. You know, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer. You know, for example, just saying. And then somebody who's just like, yeah, I want to be in a Beatles tribute. Are you sure you don't want to try out? <laughs> I've also had uh, calls kind of like the other way around where it's like people that really don't have a lot of experience and uh, hats off to them for wanting to try on a band. But I'm looking for people that already have talent and experience and already been playing for years. And uh, it's not like you, you can be a new, pretty new person in the scene or, or starting starting off on your instrument and uh i'll be kind of good at it but there's always these kids that really don't know what they're doing and right. uh, they want to be in a band they don't have like recording equipment they don't have like decent gear um i've gotten a lot of calls of people that don't even have a car like how are you supposed to get a practice if you don't even have a car dude <laughs> i'm supposed to pick you up I'm not your mom. Yes. And they, or my favorite is must have equipment and someone has a, a 90 dot. And I'm not knocking any kind of like, you know, equipment here, but they have like a $90 guitar that they got at a pawn shop. Yeah. So I did get that one. Uh, the, so the dude <laughs> was like, I have like a, uh, like a Fender Squire and they, um, uh, uh, what's it called? One of those Line Six uh, amplifiers. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I've had too many horror stories. Yeah, or it will be like combo, like a room amp, like a little like 12 inch, like nothing, like combo. Right. That is like 20 watts or some shit. 
<laughs> yeah, you blast it. You can barely even hear over the drums. So Black Hole Rises came out in May of 2020, and you also released a single as well here back in September. Yep. You know, with starting the band in 2019, how did the pandemic form the band <laughs> so far? Yeah, that, that's probably the best question. I mean, I'll start, Jason, and you can take over. But, you know, like like Jason said, he, he put out ads on Craigslist, and uh, it was right pre-pandemic, you know. Uh, I was right around Halloween, just happened to check Craigslist. I was like, you know, I, I play a bunch of instruments and I sing a bit here and there. Like, it'd be fun to be in a band. So I found uh, found Jason that way. And, you know, there's a bunch of bands on Craigslist. Some of it's questionable, but he had a song called Puppet uh, that sounded really good. Uh, I wasn't sure who did the vocals for it because he said he was looking for a vocalist. So I heard that song and then basically just uh, recorded my own vocals on top of it and sent it over to him. Uh, and I think he, you know, he liked it enough to be like, hey, let's, let's meet up. So we met up uh, on Halloween uh, of 2019. And so he basically explained that like some guy that he met named Jumanji Burritos, I believe, uh, yes. on Facebook, like recorded the lyrics and like wrote the lyrics, recorded the vocals for that um, just as like a, a fun thing to do. Me and Jason, you know, we'd meet up every now and then uh, and work on some songs, but I think it really started coming together once we added in Dave, the lead guitarist, who Jason already knew ahead of time. And then, um, you know, a couple of different people tried out to be the drummer and then BG joined. So that kind of solidified the band. But then I think it was like, the day after we met BG is when everything locked down in Virginia uh, and across the U.S., really. So we had just finally got, you know, most of the core of the band together besides bass. And we just kind of would meet on Zoom just, you know, like this. We'd, we'd hang out, we'd talk, and Jason would do a lot of the songwriting himself and send us tracks. And I guess that's kind of the beauty of having being in this modern era is that with all the technology and stuff, he's able to record stuff for quick send it over. I'm able to record vocals and send it over. BG can record the drums. He can convert those to MIDI and, you know, add a solo. It's it's pretty nice technology really, I guess, saved us. <laughs> Absolutely. See, that's rad to me because I, I talked to so many bands where that same concept has happened, but they've got these collaborations with people like they might live in Indiana and somebody will live in Texas, somebody will live in Arizona, somebody will live in uh, Oregon. And they all have this collaborative project for through COVID the same way. But being in the same area, that's wild because I, I you're like the first band that I've talked to that's actually <laughs> from the air. Like you're literally near each other and, and did the same thing. That's cool. Yeah. So we did that for a while. Now we're meeting up again, you know, here and there. It just, it depends because we're all also, you know, working people. So we, we got our own schedules and pizza firefighter. So that he's got like 24 hour shifts. So oh, wow. We just, you know, get the time we can and meet together when we can. But otherwise, technology's there just in case. Please tell me on his 24 hour shift, you all at least meet over there, have met over at the firehouse <laughs> one time to practice. Well, Come on. <laughs> I know. I know. No, you haven't. But think of how cool it would be. That'd be, that'd be sweet. Right. So it's kind of funny. Uh, so, uh, so my coworkers know that I have a band. Um, and then so one, one day, one of them suggested. So they, they do like an annual meet and like a really big event. And they're like, well, we should have like Jason's band play there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys do not want to listen to that kind of music. <laughs> You should See, I do force it. my music on my coworkers. <laughs> well, I don't really force it. They they like it. They think it's hilarious because I mean I don't I'm a fairly soft spoken individual when it comes to, you know, just talking and I lead like workshops. Uh, I teach people how to use our software technology. So I've got a, you know, kind of relaxed atmosphere, kind of a Bob Ross style manner of speaking and teaching. And then people find out, hey, do you know that JD's in a death metal band? <laughs> what? No way. And it's like I guess I conserve all of the <laughs> the energy and anger and just let it all out in music. So what you're telling me here is that you're death metal Bob Ross. Yeah, you know, I will happily take that title. <laughs> that, that is going to go on the bio. Yes, that needs to go in the liner notes to when you all have an album. Speaking of which, are you all currently recording some more stuff? Yes. 
Nice. So our original plan was to release. So we released Black Hole Rises. We were going to write three more songs for a second EP shortly afterwards, but I mean, things got kind of crazy. So we haven't done finished that yet. So that's that's what we're doing right now. So we already have one song that we released called Nothing. So we released it as a single, but once we got once once we have the other two songs, we're gonna do like an official EP release and put that on Spotify and other uh, platforms. Um, and then afterwards, we might record maybe three or four more songs and either release them as singles or uh, another EP. And then finally, once we got all that, uh, we might do like an actual album release with with uh, all those songs. Uh, so it'll be nine ten songs ish and maybe do like a, a remix remaster maybe even get like a, a, a studio session to uh record like real drums i don't know well i i guess we'll think about that yeah. when we get there but well we definitely want to do like a remix remaster of all the songs and do like an actual album release absolutely yeah. in today's world you know it it's kind of more common to be releasing singles and and stuff i guess it's just the way that the add brains that we're all getting from using our phones and social media too much works <laughs> you know like basically it seems like a lot of artists just they're just trying to get the next thing out and go and then yeah. that's what we're doing slowly it'll add up to an album we'll, once we have all the material ready we'll like Jason's saying, maybe we'll remaster some stuff. And yeah, we got those three songs and a couple others that are like in the more writing process. But those those three are mostly written and one is probably like 90% there. The others maybe 50%. Definitely. Well, and, and this is an ongoing theme on the show is everything old is new again at some point. And I've talked on the show before with multiple people about how music changed after the you know the 50s and the 60s you it was very single oriented because it was all 7 inch vinyl very rarely did you actually have when albums actually came out you had the five hits that you'd already bought on the singles and then their b-sides and it wasn't until the 70s really that where you had album oriented rock you know where you had collections of actual songs and maybe a hit on on the entire thing and that lasted up and through up until you know through the 90s in in metal and and rock and everything and now here is we've uh, come back to the digital era and with bandcamp and itunes and that whole going viral thing we're back to single oriented music again yeah that's a really good point i guess it's all full circle now it's kind of like fashion you know it always comes around right you know i mean that's just people are you know in the 90s people were uh re-wearing going back through like bell bottoms and stuff like that too for a time yep so i think the, the 80s kind of is the hit right now both sonically from a music perspective and maybe a bit of fashion too definitely is uh i i saw something the other day and it was i think it was a tiktok video where Kids today are referring to the 90s as the late 1900s. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I feel like horrendous for, for oh, like, th like thinking that way. It's like, what? The late night? It's the 90s, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But uh, in that same day, I saw that, you know, we're the same distance away from 1980 as 1939 was from 1980. Oof. That's terrible to think yeah, about. I guess that's, uh, <laughs> the one thing I get a lot is like, uh, like if I get asked, like, "Hey, remember like something twenty years ago?" And uh, I'll, I automatically start to think about like the nineties and the eighties. Twenty years ago was two thousand one, right? Oh, gosh, and it, it it it's weird to like I said, you know, think where you admit each other through Craigslist. Like I said, I remember doing that in the early 2000s and then to be 2019 and you're, and people are still doing that. That's awesome to me because it's like there are so many avenues to where you can make music, yep. which is totally cool. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, 
an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. As you were saying, you were considering doing a couple more songs and then another uh, four singles slash possibly another EP to make a 10 song album. Right. Do you have a, a goal set in mind? I know people write it as it comes, but do you have a particular goal set in mind? Is this something you want to achieve by, say, mid-2022 or what? So so this band is a, so I, I, I like to call it a serious hobby. So there's really no goal other than enjoy what we're doing and have fun. But at the same time, if, if we are able to maybe uh, do some local gigs, maybe even do like opening for maybe uh, a more known band, that'd be a pretty sweet goal. As, as far as it goes, we're not really setting any like hard goals. Uh, we're just kind of like writing it and see what happens. Definitely. So it is a bit of a passion project still. Right. Yes. But hey. the, uh, like JD said earlier, we all have jobs. We all have families. I got kids. Pete has kids. Dave has kids. Um, so we don't, we don't want to invest too much time because we got other stuff going on. But yeah. So let, so we're just seeing how far this, this take us. Definitely. And, and absolutely. And I respect that to the millionth degree here that family and kids and, and health and all of that stuff always take a first priority. I understand that like everybody has that like, Oh fuck, I want to rule the world kind of feel, right. you know? And, and that's cool to have that, that like mental picture and to do it. But ultimately, you know, yeah, you've got to look at, at, at life in general and say, yeah, I've got kids. I want to take care of my kids. I want, I want them to enjoy what they're doing too. And I want to enjoy what they're doing. And that's and this, super cool. Yeah. And that's something, something like that, like oh, happened to my previous band. So we, we kind of wanted to be like the bet that like the next big thing in prog metal. And that uh, we put a lot of effort to it and a lot of time. And then when we released our EP, like no one listened to it. Well, <laughs> and, uh, we were so disheartened. Definitely. And I think it's a timing issue. I mean, things again, it's that everything old is new again feeling. And, and, and it's a timing thing. You have to know when to release something. And that's what's the, I think that's the hard part of music, honestly. Yeah. Don't, sure. don't, don't release at the same time as Mastodon releasing a new album. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I think there's also an aspect of like not having expectations allows you to greatly exceed them. If you go say watch a movie or something and people tell you it's the best movie ever, you got these high expectations when you see it it might not quite live up to that. Even if it's a good movie, if people hyped it up as the best thing ever. Uh, but when you have no expectations, you just get to experience it raw for what it is. And it can like blow your mind. It could be awesome. I think that helps by not having our necessary set goals and just doing what we want, how we feel, and releasing stuff as we go. You know, add up to being an album. It'll add up to playing shows and having a good time. Who knows? You know, we might do a small tour here or there, but we're just going to have fun along the way. Absolutely. And that is 100% respectable for that because 
You're, you're absolutely right. If you don't have expectations, everything is an award at that point. That I had a hundred people download this. Holy shit, that's awesome. Somebody emailed me and said, you know what, dude? That song got me through this. And you don't have that expectation. That is where it's at. And that's when things really, I think, take place. And they really, you start to get the reward of, of the grat or the gratitude for that matter of playing music. Definitely. And the other thing that with that is don't take it too serious because once you do that, then it, it then it's hard to, to get out of that hole. Right. And I've put out there, I've put like emails in people's inboxes for as like, oh, there's no fucking way this is going to come through. And then it, you know, like as a joke. And then I've been replied back to it's like, yeah, what date would you like? And it's like, what? And it becomes real. And then you're, you you got to work around it. Which, yep. that's a part of it, too. And I think that, like, falls directly in line with what you guys were just saying. Yeah, and I, that's probably our next step, too. I think we're, we've are we been practicing. We're gig ready. We got to just start getting out there in, in a way that makes sense and works well for us. Absolutely. Cool. So let's get into some general profile questions. These are all about you guys as people. I like to know what make people tick, personally. What's your biggest pet peeve? I, I think when... Probably for me, it's people that just like compulsively lie about stuff, I guess, or like they say something and then it's just, you find out it's totally not true. It's, oh yeah, I like, did that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, no, you know, you're not cool. No one thinks it's cool that you're lying about that. And like, well, what are you hoping to accomplish? Especially when it's like obvious. It's like, why? Like, what do you get satisfaction out of thinking that people think you're cool? Cause no one does. <laughs> <laughs> You say that, and it reminds me of a sign that my old boss used to have on his desk. And it's, uh, those of you who think you know everything are offending those of us who do. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that sign is actually my pet peeve. It's just people, <laughs> people that, uh, especially being, so, so I work in the IT world, and um, people that talk a lot and uh, they, they claim to know everything, that's, yeah, I, I can't stand it. Like, I know, I know I'm not the smartest person in, like, in my company, and I'm okay with that. But uh, having people, like, just talk about how much they know and, and, and very much just being like, yeah, just being like an encyclopedia of knowledge, but at the same time, not in a positive way. Yes. Uh, they're they're like condescending just, about it. Right. And then they're just bragging about how much they know. Like I I, I really despise that. You know, Definitely. I think that it's a there's some famous philosopher who said something like the you know, the more intelligent you are, the more things you know, the more you understand that you don't know that much at all. The it's, more you know, the more you don't know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's something like that. There's like a growing forest of knowledge. And as you start to step out, you realize, you know, this isn't just a collection of trees. That it gets wider and wider and wider. And you got to accept that, that you can't oh, know everything. And just the more that, I know, funny. the more I realize I know nothing. Yeah, that's yes, it. that's it. Who said that? Aristotle. Ah, Aristotle. Nice. Definitely. Yeah, man. What was your favorite TV show growing up? Pete, you should answer. You haven't yeah, talked a lot. Yeah, you haven't talked a lot, Pete. TV shows growing up? I mean, I guess when I was, uh, I was... Born in 81, so as a kid, it was G.I. Joe and Transformers and Ninja Turtles, stuff like that, I guess. Right on. I can get behind that. I'm a uh, Masters of the Universe fan, so very much so. I am a bit younger, uh, and I grew up in the 90s watching Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. So I'd say those probably were, were the coolest thing ever at the time. Cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, and uh, Adult Swim. So, Robot Chicken, Family Guy, um, South Park, stuff like that. I, I, I watched a lot of stuff that I should have been watching at my age. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, I was like ten years old, uh, and this is when uh, you remember Beavis and Butthead. So oh, they, they released they released that movie. Uh, yeah, Do America. Do America. Do America. Yeah, I was like ten years old, and. Um, my my brother so that actually so it was already out in like pay-per-view my brother called my mom like hey we're gonna get a movie on pay-per-view it's like the little mermaid and she's like sure and then she, he went again and like god he was in butthead so we watched that <laughs> so he was he was about 12 i was like 10 that's you know, great this one's a tough one this is like a, a regional question because every region has its own. Texas has its own. The South has its own. The Midwest has its own. Chili. Beans or no beans? 
I feel like it's not silly if it doesn't have beans in it. So I actually grew up in Puerto Rico, and uh, we don't really eat chili, but we do put it on hot dogs with no beans. Okay. So it's like chili dogs, I guess. So, yeah, that's more of like a Northeasterner thing, which is like Coney dogs and shit like that is like chili with no beans. Yeah, so that that used to be pretty big in, like, growing up. Like, I always used to get a chili dog with, like, potato sticks and ketchup. Cool, cool. You know, I don't feel strongly... One way or the other, I, when growing up, my family made chili. It definitely had beans in it. But then I also now think of like chili dogs and stuff where it doesn't. And I guess I just don't have a strong opinion. <laughs> right on. I know there's people that they, they get in arguments over. It's like the beans are no beans. Does it, does it have spaghetti noodles in it? Does it have macaroni noodles in it? That, you know, do you serve it on rice? That It's like a weird thing. It's like a real a contention point. We got to have cornbread at least. Yes, cornbread. Do you, uh, I know people that put peanut butter in their chili. I've not heard that before. It's actually really good. <laughs> I have to have to whisper that because, yeah. <laughs> I've seen burgers with peanut butter. That's, I haven't tasted them. That's they're weird. actually pretty good. I, I it sounds crazy, but there was a point where I was like working out a lot and trying to bulk up, and I was eating a bunch of excess calories as a result. And burgers with peanut butter. You get a lot of proteins all smacked into one. Uh, yes. It sticks to your mouth, though. That's the only kind of not fun part. Right. You need something that, that can cut it. What was the first album that you purchased with your own money? Bat Religion, No Control. Awesome. And it's because of uh, Tony Hawk. Nice. Um, I think I remember when, it was about when CDs first came out. I had some cassettes and stuff before that, but I think my parents bought them. But I remember... The CDs, because my mom found them and was not happy later, but Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusions too, and I think I got about, it was all at the same time, it was like that, and might have been Ozzy Osbourne, No More Tears, some stuff like that, but she she, she found them and was looking through like the artwork and was not impressed with <laughs> some of the stuff, and I guess that's about the whole, the whole like explicit lyrics stuff was starting to be posted on on albums and stuff like that. If she I was could. upset over the over the artwork for Use Your Illusion too, you sh- she should have at least seen the inside cover of Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I took so one one time when I was in high school, I took uh, the uh, I took one of my CDs. It was Cannibal Corpse. The album was Gallery of Suicide. I took that to school, and one of the kids took it over to my history teacher, and like I had a, like a whole speech and thing. And because um, I don't know if you've seen all the covers from for Cannibal Corpse, they're like really explicit, right? So yeah, I, I got kind of I wasn't sent to the principal's office, but I almost got like a counselor, and because they thought like I was gonna do like I was gonna hurt myself or something. <laughs> You know, that's something that is completely messed up to me because parents in the 60s hated the fucking Beatles. They they got long fucking hair and I don't understand what they're saying. How can you understand what they're saying? It's the fucking Beatles. Mm-hmm. And of course, yes, that transcends time through the 70s and 80s to, you know, the same people who were listening to the Beatles as kids were were parents in the 80s and are like they were bitching about people like Metallica and Slayer you can't understand what they're saying it's like you know you mean to tell me that the crazy fucking album covers of like fucking Sgt. Pepper are any literally I mean yes they are you know pictured different but like the idea behind it you know with all the dead people and shit like that on there that like it's gonna be different than Rain and Blood or anything seriously I mean fuck that (laughs) It's kind of the same with uh, this thing where, like, old people say that, like, teenagers are lazy, but they refer to it as a generation instead of saying teenagers. So, like, boomers are like, yeah, Gen X is it's lazy, and Gen X is like, well, millennials are lazy, and then millennials are like, well, Gen and Ys are, are lazy. Right. It's like, it, it's been like that since the dawn of time. It has nothing to do about with the generation. It's just just teenagers, man. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. 
visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Who would you want to see perform live if money or time did not matter? Ooh, it's hard to hard to pick. Oh gosh, the doors. Oh yeah. See, because I was I was thinking the Beatles. I was gonna say the Beatles, but then I'm thinking of like the my favorite albums of all time, or like the music that influenced me the most over the years. And yeah, the Beatles. I think I would have to say the Beatles just because to see that and knowing what they did and accomplished and changed throughout music would just be amazing. And I, I still think Revolver is probably my favorite album of all time. But oh man, the Doors would have been really interesting to see to or uh nirvana that never mind definitely played a big role in shaping my music taste so yeah i was gonna say nirvana because i saw in middle school the first shows i saw was uh Sun Temple Pilots, and then I saw Smashing Pumpkins, and we were trying to go see nirvana but for some reason it didn't work out and then obviously right missed on that Oh, so I was gonna, so I, I thought about it. I was gonna say the Beatles as well. I do love the Beatles. And, uh, and I think I would have loved to see Soundgarden with Chris Cornell. Uh, but I think my answer would be Queen, mm. Freddie Mercury. Oh, oh gosh. That's a great answer. Oh man. I was just watching the Live Aid concert. Oh yeah. Night. Oh man, you, that is a great answer too. All right, Very add much. that that to my list too. <laughs> I would really Queen. Yes, would be awesome just because. But I, I would have Queen and and obviously Beatles and Doors as well. But there's conditions on mine for all three of those bands, and it's because I would like to have seen Queen prior to Freddie leaving the band. Right. In the eighties. And and not, you know, not when he came back for live aid, you know, but like prior to that, you know, maybe like 1982, like another one bites the dust. So, you know, before all of the, the shit that happened with them. And, and obviously the Beatles, because, you know, they didn't play a show after 1967. They were just studio musicians after, after that up until they parted ways in 70. And, yeah, you know, on that note, I think if, if there was a way to get them some like more modern sound equipment, because my mom actually saw the Beatles. Oh, wow. They were in, I believe, in Memphis, Tennessee uh, with her sister. And she said that you really couldn't hear much besides all of the girls around them screaming. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's that's just part of the, the gig at that point, because they were probably playing just the same instruments that they had, you know, just, you know, like we play on half stacks and shit like that. They were probably playing on like a Vox, like 90 combo amp. Right. And something like that, where it's like a 212 cabinet. And yeah, that's not going to play. That's not going to be super loud in a place where it's like the mid South Coliseum or some shit in Memphis. Yeah. You know, it's a small, you know, it's, it's a ten thousand seat venue. Yeah, or it's some like shit. nowadays if you show up with a one by twelve combo amp, like you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that's what they all do now. So I mean, they put it in an ISO box, and there it goes. And and the doors, I absolutely love L.A. Woman. the 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 whole album is is like on point for me. You get like what was on the Soft Parade, how it's like the 
the pop doors, which I like the album, don't get me wrong, but like LA Woman to me is like that return back to like the first album and like Strange Days. Right. So, and they were doing super limited shows at that same time. They didn't go on tour like they did in the earlier days. So it would be like, I would have to pick a sweet spot for them as well. Just like the Beatles, obviously. Because yeah, I would, sense. I would not want to see the rooftop performance. Right. Yeah. Of the Beatles. I mean, just because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the album of, you know, like let it be that they were doing on the rooftop, but nah, I, I wouldn't want to see it. I'd actually want to see them. In heyday, I think. I'd have to go with something yeah. in like 64, 65. For sure. Definitely. What album is an absolute playthrough, front to back, for you guys? Can I steal the one that I know everyone's, <laughs> which is Mastodon's Crack the Sky? Uh, that one, yeah, I mean, just start to finish. I think that, what, it's that album and Come Clarity by In Flames are like the two that most of us have in common as very influential. Right. And yeah, yeah I've got Crack the Sky on vinyl. It is spectacular in the finish, or in the finish, beginning to finish. And, uh, yeah, one time I was listening to it and I was just so in the zone with my friend. I didn't realize how loud it was until our roommate came home and you know, then when other people come in the room, you're like, oh gosh, we're, we're like blasting this. Probably the neighbors hear it. It's just that good. You just get into it. When I listen to Mastodon, so do the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, the almost any Beatles album, but Revolver is my personal favorite. Definitely. I'll cheat a little and I guess say um, some of my all-time favorites would probably be like anything from Tool or... Uh, Faith No More, like every album I just kind of listen to over and over and over. Oh, those are good choices. Yeah? Yeah, all the Tool albums, that's a good point. They're they're pretty great. I'm an album guy in general. I, you know, ironic that we're, we're doing the single thing and releasing, you know, the yeah. slow drip of songs, but I love just putting on an album and seeing what an artist's vision was start to finish. Yeah, like the order they want you to listen to it, you know, having the, the artwork in your hand to kind of look through while you're listening and kind of lost nowadays a little bit so i, I like going last because it gives me a little bit time to think and uh so originally i was gonna choose uh slaughter of the soul by uh at the gates but there is one like instrumental song in the middle that i kind of skip all the time uh so then I, th I thought about opeth um i i do love like blackwater park and deliverance and i can listen to the whole album but if there is one album that's a masterpiece that you have to like listen from the beginning to the end, it's Empath by Devin Townsend. Oh, I I am not too big into Devin Townsend, but I have heard that 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 album is like it's you, like a banger every track. Yeah, so so you have to listen it from like the beginning to the end. Like it's not so I, so the way I listen to music is I just put Spotify, like I, I put my playlist on shuffle and I got all my favorite songs there. And sure, I'll, I'll listen to like whatever song comes up, like Devin Townsend, like in shuffle, that's fine. But every, at least once a, a month, I have to just like sit down and listen to the whole thing. For sure. It makes, it gives it context and it, it makes it an experience. Definitely. It, you're absolutely right. It, it is an experience. It's like listening to, a song from the wall and oh, yeah. it's like i can't you can't it's just, like you can't just <laughs> listen to one song <laughs> yeah the wall and shuffle would be a horrible experience but like <laughs> yes it, it would be the wall might be my favorite i don't know i might pick wish you were here but the wall is just such a it's a theatrical performance in your ears essentially you know you gotta just go through and experience it very much yeah for sure and, and I think with the album whole deal like that, any new music that I get, and I get a lot of new music, I work part-time in a record store, I listen to a lot of stuff, and I'm talking like a lot of stuff. When, when we play music in the store, we play vinyl, and we play side A and then side B, you know, and then we, you know, we go to the next thing, and it doesn't matter if it's a Funkadelic album or if it's... Kenny Loggins, uh, greatest movie hits. You know, we l listen to everything in, in its entirety. And yeah. I have always appreciated, you know, that whole where we were talking earlier in the show about everything old is new again, again, uh, with how singles were driven in the fifties and sixties and now, but that whole 
70s, 80s, and 90s thing of album rock. I love listening Hair of the Dog by Nazareth. Just hearing the song Hair of the Dog or Love Hurts is whatever. But when you incorporate stuff like Miss Misery and Please Don't Judas Me in there, then it takes shape. Then it's something sure. completely different. I dig that, man. I, I I do have a decent record player, and I've got a smaller vinyl collection, but I mainly try to get vinyl that I just absolutely love and know I want to hear end-to-end. It's an addiction. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting on a reprint of Siamese Dream to happen. I've got it ordered. I ordered it in, like, February. Uh because I, yeah, that, that was one of my brother's favorite albums. Um, so that's how I found like Smashing Pumpkins and Nirvana and Grunge and all that stuff. So at some point, hopefully within the next year, I will have that on vinyl. Hell yeah. Especially with the way vinyl plants are backed up now. Hopefully you get it soon. Yeah, for sure. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. If you could relive any age of your life, what would it be? I love my kids, but just before I have kids. I love the preface there. (laughs) I love my kids, but... (laughs) I I had so much money to spend and so much free time. We went on cruises. We went on, like, we went to Disney World. And ironically, now that we have kids, we can't really go to Disney World because it's too expensive. Yes, but it is ridiculous. It's for the kids. It's a tough question for me because I think, okay, when I was, like, a, a younger kid, like, you know, maybe early teens or a little bit younger than that, I had all the free time other than school that I had to go to. I had a lot of free time and energy though. I'd, you know, just run over to my friend's house. We'd do whatever outside. I'd play video games. It was awesome, but I didn't really have any money. So then I think, or freedom outside of, you know, I couldn't drive anywhere. So then I think, well, early college days, I had a lot of freedom, but again, didn't really have money. And then I, you know, it's like maybe right after college had money from a job, but then didn't have any free time because you spend all your time working. So for sure, there's always a, there's always something to have a summer again, you know, just that summer break where you had no responsibility whatsoever. Can I have like summer break, but with my salary? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that'd be sick. Maybe, maybe I need to go and be a teacher because I, I agree with you. <laughs> Having summer break and still being paid to just not be there. I could go with that. Yeah. That'd be pretty rad. Everybody's looking for school bus drivers. There that would go. be terrible because 
I don't post many pictures of myself on on anything other than my personal Facebook page, but I would totally be Chris Farley from Billy Madison if I was driving the school bus. <laughs> I was thinking more uh what Otto from Simpsons. Oh, it's Ooh, too- dirty bag lunches. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm me, I laughing too like- much at that. I don't think I enjoyed high school that much. And yeah, like everybody was saying, so I think I would go for maybe like elementary school when everything's just, you know, school's easy and everything's fun. You don't have much to worry about yet. Absolutely. I definitely true. Yes. Uh, So I've got one more question, but before we get into that, do you guys have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? No, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to uh, Dave and BG that are not here. Oh, yeah, I guess that would have been a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll shout out my my old band from high school who I don't know if they convinced me or what, but how I got into learning how to scream. So shout out to those guys. <laughs> it, you know, it, it paid off, I guess. Although at the time I didn't really figure it out and it didn't really work. But about a year after going to college, really nailed it down so i guess that gave me some motivation hell yeah and always links will be listed below so please give these guys a like a share and a follow go to the Bandcamp page buy some songs buy some merch whatever is on there buy it support these guys in yeah, any way out, you uh, can check out that check out our new single nothing it i don't know if, if that's the song you're going to play before or after this uh, either way, you heard it one way or the other. It's our newest song. We'll be on our EP coming up. Uh, we've got two more on the way, so keep an eye out for those. Definitely. And other than yourself, for the listeners out there, recommend an album or an artist to get into. Hang on. Let me pull up my Spotify, see some of the things I've recently listened to. Yeah, one I just came across that I'd never heard before was, uh, I guess it's kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, Doomy maybe, but... uh Lord Dying. I've been listening to them a lot. I would recommend... This is a tough call. They are more popular in certain groups, I guess. But if you want to get a little more experimental, uh, I would recommend checking out Poppy. She Her most recent album is, has a lot of 2000s rock and some grunge influence that and like that alternative kind of sound. The one before that was more industrial metal. But it's, it's blended with pop vocals in a way. Uh, not totally unlike baby metal, but not J-pop more. There's a whole YouTube rabbit hole you can go down with Poppy. It's, it's, just, if you got a, a whole like night to kill and you just want to go down a weird YouTube rabbit hole, check out Poppy. But if you want to get really weird with it, check out 100 Gex. You might absolutely hate it and you will think it's the worst thing you've ever heard. And then 14 times later, you're singing along. I don't know how to describe it. It is bizarre music. It's like meme music, I would almost say. Right but on. I think that it's it's pretty interesting. If nothing else, it's interesting. And I appreciate that they're pushing the bulletin, even if it doesn't work out at all for them. I think they're just making what they want to make and having fun with it and causing a stir. So And that's what it's about. Alright, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna shoot here a little bit a little bit, gonna make two recommendations. So there's this band that kind of started that around the same time that we did. Uh so their name is Four Token. So it's a melodic it's an underground four token. Four token. Yes. So it's a uh, it's a melodic death metal band. They talk all their songs are about like Greek mythology. Uh, so they're really epic. And actually the, the I think their drummer used to play for necrophagist or something cool uh, yeah they're and, sick definitely check them out they're, they're one you, of the first people we like followed mutually on instagram yeah they're really cool and then uh if you want to listen to something really weird i recommend igor with three r's they are a french dubstep metal band with accordions i think i like it already yeah so igor with three r's Absolutely. Sweet, guys. That is super cool. And fuck yeah, we're going to definitely check these guys out. That's what it's all about. It's all about music. For sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Jason, JD, Pete, thank you guys for coming on the Metal Forge this week. It has been super fucking awesome. I have loved having this conversation with you all because 
it's a it was fun. It's a fun conversation to have. Thank you, yeah, man. Thanks for having us. It was, it was a blast. For Definitely. Sure. And on our way out today, you said it before. Let's play nothing. It's a song. It's not. No, we're not playing. Then we're not going to do nothing. <laughs> we're actually playing the song called Nothing. Right? Hell yeah. All right. So you heard them. This is from Fallen Void. Nothing.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>